You're listening to Rama for Today. Well, how come the preacher didn't know it, though? Wasn't his spirit alive to God? Hadn't it been born again? Yeah. But his head had been educated at the expense of his spirit. And he didn't know to listen to his spirit. And he didn't take time to listen to his spirit. Why is it that women, in days gone by, more so than today, so many women work in public today, it's not so much so. Why is it that women, do you ever notice that they have more intuition than men do? Intuition is of your spirit. Because women lived a more secluded life. They didn't work so much with their minds, didn't work so much with their bodies, and they were more quiet. You see, you have to have times of quietness to get your mind and your body quiet because God is not your mind and your body is going to know things, it's your spirit. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan wraps up his teaching, How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God, Volume 1, next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. And the books were open. And another book was open, which is the book of life. And everyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone. These are sinners that they're looking in the book of life, see if their name's in there. What in the world are they looking in there for? Because, you see, every God could have made this world and peopled it instantly, populated with people. But he planned a family, and he gave man the privilege of bringing his family into existence. He planned everybody to be in his family. And every time they're born, he puts their name down in his book. Are you listening? If I had time, I can go give you some more scripture, and it'll just, you know, prove all that. But if you know your Bible, you know it so anyhow. You see? That's the reason Paul said, my spirit's alive unto God. It was alive unto God. Sin, the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. Now listen to me. Listen carefully. Oh, this is more scripture than I know. Remember what Moses said? About this blot their name. Blot my name out of your book if you're going to blot them out. I know children of unsaved parents. Never took those children a day in their life to Sunday school or church. Never prayed to pray with those children. These children hadn't reached the age of accountability. I'm thinking a little child now just nine years old. Somebody said that this little child whose parents didn't take them to Sunday school church, never read the Bible to them, never prayed with them, is going to do something. Said, on Monday we'll do so-and-so. This little nine-year-old child said, no, we won't. I won't. Why? God said, I'm going to be up there with Jesus. How'd that little child know that? And he was. When Monday came, he was up there with Jesus. He didn't go with them on the little outing that was going on. His parents weren't Christians. He didn't know anything about church. He didn't know anything well about the Bible. I don't suppose. They never read the Bible in the home. They never had family prayer. They never even prayed at the table and asked the blessing on it. And yet that little nine-year-old boy said, I'll be up there with Jesus. Somebody came along and then said, well, he can't be. He said, you know, he'd never been converted, never been baptized in water, and he didn't belong to our church. <laughs> but he said he would, and he was. How did he know his spirit was alive to God? That's reading you. I said his spirit was alive to God. That's a reason he knew. I was preaching a certain place, preaching a convention for the four square folks, Denver, several years ago. I got off on some of these things, and, and a young lady, a young, young minister lady came. She said, Brother Hagin, I want to talk to you. So at the cafeteria time we were eating, we, we talked there with the district supervisor of the four square church and so on. And she, had, she said, I'm beginning to see something. She said, you know, my husband was killed just 29 years old in an airplane 
accident. I said, yes, I, I knew about that. Heard about it at least. She said, see, we got out of LIFE Bible College there in California. See, and then we went to a town where they didn't have a full gospel church of any kind and built a new work. Had a good work going. Just, 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 just did a phenomenal job, really. Good ministers. Both of them were, were ministers. And his roommate in college, you see, before they, they married about the time they got out of college. Now they've got two little children, a little boy, five, little girl. Little girl, three. Actually, the boy's between four and five. He's not five yet. The girl's approximately three. And uh, so this roommate of his in LIFE Bible College had been, he was, uh, he, he'd been in a, in a plane crash and he was killed. And they wanted his roommate, you see, in, to preach his funeral. So in their little town in Nebraska, somebody had a private plane and said, we'll fly you over there. And so they got up early in the morning. Well, the children asleep. She said, I didn't want to leave them home in bed. So I just took them in their pajamas, put them in the back seat of the car, and we drove out to a little airport. And you know, my husband, 29 years old now, kissed me goodbye, kissed the children, got on that plane, took off down the runway. She said, as that plane took off, that little five-year-old boy, approximately between four and five, rose up in the back seat and said, Mama, Mama, Dad is not on that plane, is he? Yeah, honey, don't you know he was going to call this roommate? He wasn't no kin, but he said, he's going to preach Uncle so-and-so's funeral. Why, he said, don't you know that airplane's going to run into that mountain? Hadn't got the word out of his mouth until it hit the mountain because of the fog and he's killed. How'd that little kid know that? Because his spirit's alive unto God. Are you listening to me? I said his spirit was alive unto God. That's how I knew it. Well, how come the preacher didn't know it, though? Wasn't his spirit alive to God that had been born again? Yeah. But his head had been educated at the expense of his spirit. And he didn't know to listen to his spirit. And he didn't take time to listen to his spirit. Why is it that women, in days gone by, more so than today, so many women work in public today, it's not so much so. Why is it that women, do you ever notice that they have more intuition than men do? Intuition is of your spirit. Because women lived a more secluded life. They didn't work so much with their minds, didn't work so much with their bodies, and they were more quiet. You see, you have to have times of quietness to get your mind and your body quiet because God is not your mind and your body's going to know things. It's your spirit. I don't just throw everything away, I've said, just because you don't agree with it. Keep chewing on it for a while. <laughs> I was alive without the law once, but when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Now, the first and foremost way that he leads is by that inward witness. Secondly, by that inward voice, which most usually is the voice of your own spirit speaking to you. I can remember in my own experience, I was brought up in church, as I said. Don't remember the first time I went. Joined the church as nine years old, but wasn't saved. On the bed of sickness, I realized I've never been saved. I just belonged to the church. Tell the real truth about it, I died and went to hell. And I began to cry out as I went down the third time, God, I belong to the church. I've been baptized in water. But there's no answer. And as I came up the third time out of that pit and out of hell, my spirit began to pray. And I was born again, 20 minutes to 8 o'clock, in the south bedroom of 409 North College Street in the city of McKinney, Texas. April the 22nd, Saturday night, 20 minutes to 8 o'clock. Well, I thought I had to die. Doctor said I had to die. I'd never heard divine healing preached. Didn't know anything about faith. So I was resigned to die. Every night I'd go to sleep with a smile on my face and praise myself to sleep. 
said, Lord, they're liable to because what the doctor said to him may just die any minute. My heart may stop just any moment. So if they find me in the bed morning dead, they'll see I got a smile on my face. They'll know I died happy. I'm so glad. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't go to hell. That's something to be glad of. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I, I little by little, I read the Bible, the New Testament. I got over to Mark 11. I read Mark 11, 23 and 24, you know. And then, of course, I'm bothered with this. Well, healing's been done away with. Healing's been done away with. It's not for us nowadays. Something said to my mind, there's always a voice out here somewhere that said, now that doesn't mean what things ever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, you shall have them. That doesn't mean what things ever you desire physically because healing's been done away with or materially or financially. That just means what things ever you desire spiritually. Well, I tried to get my pastor to come and he didn't. And you've heard some of the testimony. And finally one preacher did come and pat my hand put on his professional voice and said, just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it'll all be over. <laughs> so I accepted the verdict. In a few more days, it'll all be over. Laid there waiting to die. Then I got back into the Bible after two months. I didn't look at it. Didn't read a scripture for two months. Didn't praise myself to sleep every night. But then November of 1933, I got back into the Bible again. I got it back open to Mark 11, 24 again, 23. And I said, well, Lord, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've tried to get somebody to help me. I'm just going to take you at your word. When you were here on earth, you said it, and I'm going to believe it. And if you didn't lie about it, I'm coming off of this bed. And if I don't get off of this bed, it'll be because you lied about it. Because I can believe what you said I can believe. Then I hit on this idea. Because I'd regained some use of my body. It'd take me a long time to turn pages. I couldn't turn them like that, but I couldn't put my hand there. Sort of scoot the page over. I'll run my reference. I don't have time to read through the New Testament. It's too difficult for me to read. I'll run my reference on faith and healing. And running my references on faith and healing, I came to James 5.14. That said, Is any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church and let them pray over them. And on the name of the Lord, prayer of faith, save the sick. The Lord shall raise them up. If they have committed sin, it shall be forgiven them. Well, I, in my ignorance, I thought that all the rest of the healing scriptures and prayer promises hinged on that when it comes to healing, you see. I thought you had to call for the elders of the church. You don't have to. You just can if you need to. So I remember I began to cry. I said, dear Lord, I, if I've got a call for the elders of the church, I don't know the Lord to be healed and I can't be healed because I don't know any elders of the church that believe in that. No, I don't know any preachers. I don't know any deacons. I don't know any Sunday school teachers. Or I don't know any Christians that anoint with all or believe anything like that. And if I've got a call for them, I can't be healed. Now, I had the witness in here that I said, I knew I was saved. I've got that inward witness, but I'd never, I'd never, I'd been saved six months, bed fast six months. I'd never heard an inward voice. No, I'm not talking about the voice of the Spirit of God that's more authoritative. That, that inward something I suppose I would have if I'd have been out, you see, in the, in, uh, up and about. Well, that inward voice, that still small voice, that voice of my spirit, my conscience would have told me not to do certain things if my body wanted to do it. But I'm bedfast, so I had little or no experience here. But, but there was a, a voice in here spoken on the inside of me. Just a still small voice that said, uh, now how come my spirit? See, your spirit knows things your head don't know. Because your spirit's got the nature of God in it. It's got the life of God in it. got the Holy Spirit in it. And, and, and it was my spirit telling me. Did you notice that that verse said, see, I got my mind on the elders and on the oil. Did you might notice that that voice said, the prayer of faith shall save, I mean, that that scripture said, the prayer of faith shall save the sick. 
I had to look at it again and read it to be sure that's what it said. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. I want to tell you about this month's radio offer. We're offering This Is The Day, a single DVD by Kenneth E. Hagan. A book by Kenneth W. Hagan entitled Avoiding the Trap of Being Offended. And lastly, a single CD by Lynette Hagan called Using Stumbling Blocks as Stepping Stones. All these items at the special discounted price of $30. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Well, you know, you've got something coming up here in September that people need oh, to know about, wow. especially the ladies. The ladies need to know about my Kindle the Flame Women's Conference. That is September the 28th through the 30th. Registration course is now open. It is a women's conference like no other women's conference that, that you'll ever go to. Lynette and our daughter Denise, yes. they host this convention and our conference, I guess you'd yes. call it. And it is a great... Hey, guys... If you want to do something good for your lady, yes. go register. Go to rhema.org slash KTF register. Get, get her all Surprise her. Yeah, get she her will all, be surprised. Yeah, get her all set up. Because <laughs> it is a great conference. Yes. You need to be there. Monday, Kenneth W. Hagen starts a new and powerful teaching from the Rama archives. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Have a great weekend.